Good morning and welcome to everyone and a special welcome to any visitors that are here with us this morning. Um, today I've just got a couple of notices because things are going to be slightly different. Yes, different. I was going to say difficult, but <laughs> the two might go together because Kath and I had planned the whole service together and she was taking parts of it, but Kath is unwell and unable to come. So we've had to change things. So you're going to hear quite a lot of my voice, I'm afraid. <laughs> so that's the first thing. So we'll remember Kath as well. Um, for anybody that hasn't, that wants to put their name down for the Advent retreat, I get the feeling it's probably going to be something that we're all going to be doing from home or on Zoom. But you will have a bag with everything in it that you will need for the four weeks, including all the script of what will be said and everything else. So if you do want to um, have a retreat bag, please let me know um, as soon as you can. Thank you. And a reminder that tonight, because it's All Saints Day, um, we've got a very meaningful evening event to remember someone that we've lost and loved. Um, at six o'clock, you can either light a candle in your own home or light the virtual candle on the circuit website. It's very clever if you haven't had a look. Or you can tune in live at 6 p.m. on Facebook and I think you might find a treat happening at Fullwood. Um, I think you will all be aware, but I will just confirm it, that the church will be closed for the next four Sundays. If the government decide they're going to actually allow um, churches to worship and change their minds after the debate on Wednesday, um, we will try and get the word around as soon as possible. But do listen out for whether or not they change about churches. But at the moment, the church will be shut for the next four weeks. After this service, immediately afterwards, um, we're going to be burying Jean for Zachary's ashes in the memorial garden. So if I could ask you to leave promptly so that we can do that. Um, Jean and, um, Brian and his family are here and we are only allowed 15 people. So can you please respect that? Because I know so many of you would want to stay and, and say a goodbye to Jean. But if you can just be very mindful, we are in public eyes and we must stay to 15, socially distanced at two metres. Enough of the restrictions. Let's worship God. I call to worship. O oh God, you have called us to power, but not a power that shouts, rather a power that invites, because this is your power a power to call all to be with all. In this power, we find room, we make room, and we are made whole. We're gathered here today around your word, God. Your word lives, it breathes, it encourages, it pleads, it urges us towards love and greater love. As we listen to your word today, May we hear the words in our hearts that call us towards love of other, self and stranger. Your word is an invitation towards an ever greater hospitality. And so we sit or stand supported in that living word that always welcomes. Amen. 
And just a reminder, because the angels were singing the other week when I was here, that we are to listen to the music, and we're going to be listening to Singing the Faith number 64, Praise is Rising. Psalm 43 together. 
as we say together, vindicate me, my God, and plead my cause against an unfaithful nation. Rescue me from those who are deceitful and wicked. You are my God, my stronghold. Why have you rejected me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? Send your light and your faithful care. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy mountain, to the place where you dwell. Then I will go to the altar of God, to God my joy and my delight. I will praise you with the lyre, O God, my God. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Saviour and my God. Let us pray. We know that in coming towards you, you came towards us first. You called us by name, bringing us deeper into you, into community, into love. We thank you for the gift of this and hold our hands humbly, offering you what we have, knowing that what you receive, what we give, even that it is very little. Amen. God of justice, justice is your name. We who call ourselves yours have often left justice at the door, preferring words to action. O oh God, we have done wrong. May we pick up justice and hold it in our hands as we turn back to you. Support us, O oh God, in our justice and in turning towards justice. Amen. We lift up our hands, we lift up our voices, we lift up our hearts, we lift up our lives. Search us, O oh God, and bring us deeper into the justice of your life-giving word. Call us, O oh God, into knowing more of life. Your word is life, so may we find life with each other. We rejoice in the never-failing invitation to celebrate and engage with your welcome. Amen. And now Desley's going to read our two readings for us. Thank you. reading is from 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 verses 9 to 13. Surely you remember brothers our toil and hardship. We worked night and day in order not to be a burden to anyone while we preached the gospel of God to you. You are witnesses and so is God of how holy, righteous and blameless we were among you who believed. For you know that we dealt with each of you as a father deals with his own children encouraging, comforting, and urging you to live lives worthy of God, 
who calls you into his kingdom and glory. And we also thank God continually because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it, not as the word of men, but as it actually is the word of God, for is at work in you who believe. Second reading is from Matthew chapter 23, verses 1 to 12. Then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, the teachers of the laws and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat, so you must obey them and do everything they tell you, but do not do what they, they do, for they do not practice what they preach. They tie up heavy loads and put them on men's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move them. Everything they do is done for men to see. They make their phylacteries wide and the tassels of their prayer shawls long. They love the place of honour at banquets and the most important seats in the synagogue. They love to be greeted in the marketplace and have men call them rabbi. But you are not to be called rabbi, for you have only one master, and you are all brothers. And do not call anyone on earth father, for you have one father, and he is in heaven. Nor are you to be called teacher, for you have one teacher, the Christ. The greatest among you will be your servant, for whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Thank you, Dursley. Let's pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our Rock and Redeemer. Amen. The Bible is full of comparisons between God's care for us and the care of loving parents for their children. In 1 Thessalonians, Paul adopts this imagery of parenthood to describe the relationship he and his companions had with the new Christian community in Thessalonica. It's a caring, nurturing, encouraging model of parenthood, which implicitly derives from and tries, however imperfectly, to emulate God's parenting of the human race. In doing so, Paul extends the idea of parenthood from a role undertaken by an individual to one undertaken by a group of people. A well-known African proverb suggests that it takes a village to raise a child, acknowledging that communities all depend on their children for their future well-being. The rise in internet-based communication has brought us unprecedented, and I hated to use that word, up-to-the-minute knowledge of the lives and experiences of people all over the world, to the extent that the idea of the global village has gained currency, and we're all now each other's neighbours in ways the people in biblical times could never have imagined. Sadly, it's also brought us knowledge of the widespread misuse of power. 
particularly amongst those in authoritative positions, either by the nature of their work or by their media following. For example, we've heard and seen news reports about police officers, church leaders, football and gymnastic coaches, and celebrities' abuse of others, politicians flouting the current restrictions, as well as sexual harassment in the workplace. We expect those in positions of political, managerial, and religious authority to have the highest standards of morality and the behavior that flows from it. When morality and behavior aren't integrated, it affects everyone. Jesus is scathing of leaders who don't practice what they preach and whose indifference to justice makes a mockery of their status, position, and piety. They're full of hypocrisy because what they teach and how they live are not integrated. It's again about an imbalance of power. Like Jesus, Paul matched his words to his deeds, urging and encouraging the Thessalonians to do the same. Jesus' warning about the mismatch between religious belief and daily life sets a mirror against the increasing number of stories about any form of abuse or oppression, which raises the question about how people in responsible positions should behave towards others. But also, it raises the question of how we behave towards others as Christians. Yet, there is good news out there, although it's rarely reported on the media. There's a very real sense in which we may perceive God's parental activity in any and all groups whose work includes caring for, nurturing, and protecting God's children. From teams of pastors and clergy, pastoral visitors, mission partners, and evangelists like Paul and his companions, to the African village, and our own local community groups, to national and international charities and development agencies, to the United Nations and its global initiatives. The foundation of the United Nations 75 years ago was a profound, almost prophetic acknowledgement that we can no longer put traditional local boundaries around our responsibilities but we must recognize that we're connected with others that extend beyond our local community or village, even beyond our nation, to the human race as a whole. More recently still, we're compelled to recognize that we have even wider responsibilities to the global environment and to all living creatures we share it with. And we've seen this too in terms of the pandemic, one place can't be separated from another. As a human institution, the UN is inevitably less than perfect, but there's no denying its central role in mitigating many of the dangers that face God's children and God's world. But let's think for a moment about what it's saying to us as individuals and as a church. As Christians and as a church, People look at us to see if how we behave is reflected in what we believe. From that, they make a judgment 
not just about us as a person or a church, but about Christianity as a faith. Do we practice what we preach or walk the talk, so to speak? Yet we can acknowledge, like the UN, we're not perfect. So the real question is, how can we help each other to behave better towards each other, respecting all people, whoever they are? Do our words match our deeds? Can our behavior derive from and try, however imperfectly, to emulate God's parenting of the human race? Georgia, if you could put up the questions just for us to reflect on, if there are any there. No. Okay. I want you to just think about this for a minute. If you look in the mirror, do you like what you see? How much of the real you do you show or share with other people? How honest are you in your conversations with others? We're going to come to a prayer now. The first part that I'm going to read and the second part which I hope is either in bold, sorry about this, uh, which I'd like you to respond to, please. Let us pray. Jesus of strong words, you were not afraid, calling people you knew to deeper integrity, challenging our ways of seeing ourselves and others. Give us courage to live well in all the small choices of our day, to deeper integrity within ourselves and practicing the deepest goodness to all those we love and to all we encounter. As we pray together, Lord, grant me courage to speak the truth when it is uncomfortable, grace to live quietly when I would like to be noticed, perseverance to do ordinary tasks well, rather than to seek glory in the spectacular. Confidence to entrust my strengths and weaknesses to you. Integrity to pray as I can, not as I think I ought to. And the joy of knowing that no praise, no privilege, no position matter more than being surrounded by your love and faithfulness every day. Amen. We're going to listen to now number 713 in Singing the Faith, Show Me How to Stand for Justice. Show me how to stand for justice, how to work. 
for what is right How to challenge false assumptions How to walk within the light May I learn to share more freely In a world so full of greed Showing your immense compassion by the life I choose to lead Teach my heart to treasure mercy Whether given or received For my need has not diminished Since the day I first believed Let me see no satisfaction boasting of what I have done but rejoice that I am pardoned and accepted by your son gladly I embrace a lifestyle modeled on your living word in humility submitting to the truth which I have heard Make me conscious of your presence every day in all I do By your Spirit's gracious prompting May I learn to walk with you of your presence every day in all I do by your spirit's gracious prompting may I learn to walk with you We come now to our prayers of intercession. Let us pray. We pray for those who are considered to be great in our world, all who have power and influence over others, that they may have serving hearts, hearts that speak up for the poor and not flatter the rich, hearts that embrace unity and not enforce division. Hearts that would free justice and not imprison truth. Hearts that would respect all creation and not destroy her riches. That your kingdom may come and your will be done on earth as in heaven. We have a time of silent prayer now for those in our congregation, our friends, families and those in situations known to us. We pray especially on All Saints' Day for all those who bereave. We pray for those who are ill and unwell at the moment. For those awaiting appointments for scans, consultations, operations, treatments.
for those who are fearful. May they know your loving presence. We bring all our prayers together as we say the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. <clears throat> we come now to our communion service. And for those who haven't been here before, Everybody is welcome at the Lord's table. If you prefer not to receive communion, just shake your head when I come by. If you require gluten-free wafers, then please indicate before I serve you. I will come round, and if you cup your hands out, I will drop the wafer into your hands, um, and then we will be followed by a socially distanced glass on a tray, which you will pick up, consume, and then hold. And when you come to leave, there's a, a plastic tub to put your glasses in on the way out. All the elements that you will receive will remain covered um, whilst I do the thanksgiving. The only bits that are out won't be going anywhere near you. So I will just get ready now. You can never get rubber gloves on quickly, can you? Our Lord Jesus said, I leave you peace, my peace I give to you. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. God our Father, we give you thanks and praise for all you have made, for the stars in their splendour and the world in its wonder and the gift of human life. With all the saints and angels in heaven, we praise your holy name. Holy God, you go on loving us even when we turn away from you. You sent your son Jesus, who healed those who were sick, wept with those who were sad, and forgave sinners. To show the world your love, he died for all upon the cross, and you raised him up in glory. 
On the night before Jesus died, he had supper with his disciples. He took bread, thanked you as we are thanking you, broke the bread and gave it to them saying, take, eat, this is my body given for you. Do this to remember me. After supper, he took a cup of wine, thanked you, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This cup is the new covenant in my blood. It will be shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this to remember me. And so, God of love, we remember that Jesus died and rose again to make all things new through his offering for us all. We offer our whole life to you in thanks and praise. Send your Holy Spirit that these gifts of bread and wine may be for us Christ's saving body and blood. May the same Spirit unite us with all your people on earth and in heaven. Bring us at last to live in glory with all your saints, that we may praise you forever through Jesus your Son in the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Glory to the Father be, the Spirit and the Son, all glory to the one in three, our endless ages run. Hallelujah. Amen. The bread we break is a sharing in the body of Christ. The cup of blessing for which we give thanks is a sharing in the blood of Christ. Draw near with faith and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. We join in the prayer after communion. Got another prayer there, Georgia? 
Let us pray together. God of glory, we have seen with our eyes and touched with our hands the bread of heaven. Strengthen us in our life together that we may grow in love for you and each other. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We listen now to Let Us Build a House, singing the faith number 409. Let us build a house where love can dwell and all can safely live. A place where saints and children tell how hearts learn to forgive. Built of hopes and dreams and visions, rock of faith and vault of grace. Here the love of Christ shall end divisions. All are welcome, all are welcome, all are welcome in this place. Let us build a house where prophets speak and words are strong.
chairs, you will have found two magazines per person. And it's the Hope magazine. And at this time of going into lockdown, we all need that hope, and so do those around in our community. So in, inside the magazine, once you've read it and are happy with it, because it is meant for community distribution. So please feel free to pass it on to a neighbour or a friend if, or family. If you feel able to deliver some in your street, there's a big pile of them near the door. So if you feel able to, um, please do take more. They have not been touched by human hands, only latex gloves. So um, feel free. Our sending out prayer. God of power and light, you have called us into light and friendship. Send us now into more light with more of the power of friendship. This love is the love at the heart of all things that you call us friends. Empower us in this friendship, this power, this glory. Amen. We bless one another with the words of the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. And the steward will indicate when it's your turn to leave.